to MTG Ectoplasm IRL. I'm your host, Dwight, aka DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing? Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single episode, hit that follow, like, subscribe button and do me a favor. Uh, share this with your friends and family because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping more people can watch. But with the algorithms, you really need to hit the follow, subscribe button. It doesn't matter if you're watching on Twitch, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, or if you're le- listening on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts. I'm everywhere. But it's up to you to sit there and want to share this and uh be part of the show. So this is a live IRL edition. That means if you're in part of the viewing audience, come join the fun. Uh, because as you see, I'm in my nursing scrubs. I told you I'm a nurse. I just got out of work. The wife came up to me. And it's like, hey, you know what? Guess what got spoiled? Magic cards for Dominary United. So I'm a little excited. I'm a little jovial. I'm a little giddy about it. So let me bring in the one, the only, the one who I call the ravishing one. She's the individual who is uh, basically the engineer, the driver of the show. So let's say hello to the one, the only, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? I'm excited. Yeah, you're excited, right? Yes. Dominaria United. This is a set. Well, Dominaria is a plane uh, where, you know, magic basically was created in totalitarian, you know, just created by, you know, by the creator. And what's neat is that we are back in Dominaria. We're seeing, you know, old things and new things come about. And I, I have not seen anything that's got spoiled. Okay. I literally just got home. The wife's like, we're going to do an episode. I was like, yes, dear. Right. Yes. So I have not eaten dinner yet and I, I'm literally dirty and filthy from work. So I'm excited. Hopefully you are too. So let's see what got spoiled today. Shall we? So now let's see, bring it up ravishing. And we have here, what is this? Herald migration, six mana, six generic and one green sorcery. So domain is back. Holy crap. This is a, uh, a callback. I believe all the way back to um, invasion. Now domain create a three, three green beast creature token for each land type among you control. Wow. That's pretty good. Now, if I discard this card, search your library for a basic land, reveal it, put in your hand, then shuffle your library and gain three, you know, for a land search card, this isn't that bad. It's not that great. But if you think about it, if we're sitting there using our fetch lands, technically speaking, we're not paying mana, but we're losing a life here. Of course, we're discarding a card in the sense for card disadvantage, mana disadvantage, but we're gaining three life. So it's pretty interesting uh, how I feel about this card. Well, if you're playing more than just one basic land type, this could be really exciting. Uh, now, this is up to the brewers right now. Obviously, I, of course, I'm the spirit guy. Uh, this has, does nothing for spirits, but it, it does play an interesting mark uh, for those brewers out there who like to sit there and create a card. So, Ravishing, let's, if you don't mind, let's take a gander at the next one, shall we? And the next card we have here is uh, Impede. Momentum. Okay, MP Momentum. It's a generic on blue sorcery. Okay, not an instant. Tap target creature, put three stun counters on. Stun counters. What are stun counters? If a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped, remove one from them instead. Okay. 
So tap target creature, put three under. So, okay, if a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped. Oh, so it keeps it tapped. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. So it keeps them three turns to make sure they're locked away and frozen. Oh, so this is basically almost like a Frost Titan that don't untap at the beginning of your upkeep. I like this card. This is a pretty fun card. It's a scry one. So, of course, you look at the top card of your library and you can leave it on top or put them on the bottom of your library. So I really like this card. This is a little fun card to play with. So do I see this in spirits? Oh, it's too narrow to too down the middle. But in a sense, I, I, I'm not going to say I don't like it because what happens is if you think about the certain key cards, for example, for us spear players, uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Mark Tide Regent locks it down, does nothing. Or uh, shall we say uh, Primeval Titan, this locks that down. I really like this. So I'm pretty excited. I I don't know if it's a key card or if it's a, it's a stretch. I'm going to be honest with you. Honestly, it's going to be a stretch to be in the sideboard if it was one mana. Mm, I might consider it. But it, this, one, this looks like a fun card to play with. And I'm really excited to see more of this stun counter. All right, let's check out the next one, shall we? The next one is the World Spell. The World Spell, they say. It's five generic and two green. Okay, so let's look at the first two chapters of World Spell for this Enchantment Saga. Look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a non-saga, non-saga permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Okay, not bad. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order hmm. okay it's not that bad let's see what chapter three says put up to two non non two non saga permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield Ooh. yeah but i'll be quite sincere with you seven mana that's a lot that's a lot to ask for especially when it comes to a saga it's an enchantment so you're telling me, oh, I can do this in the beginning, but the last ability, more than likely, uh, when are you going to get to seven? Mm, I, I think it's an interesting card, but I, there's nothing more, nothing less. This is this is something that I'll never see competitive play. And, and if it does, uh, shame on me for poo-pooing it. But it's, it's an interesting card, but nothing more, nothing less. Let's check out the next one, shall we, Ravishing? Next one, Braids Arisen Nightmare. Braids is back. Holy crap. This is one card that I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I loathe with all my heart. I loathe Braids. The original uh, black man on Braids, don't like it. Because my friend, uh, I have a friend named Mike. He likes to play this that card all the time, and it always screws me over uh, whenever we play uh, amongst our friends. But let me read Braids Arisen Nightmare, the one generic and to black legendary creature nightmare wow she's a nightmare now a three a three three at the beginning of your end step okay you may sacrifice an artifact a creature enchantment land or planeswalker okay if you do an opponent may sacrifice a non-permanent that shares a card type for it for each non uh, for each opponent who doesn't that player loses two life and you draw a card wow wow that's crazy but you know the benefit here is 
that you screw your opponent. And on top of that, they lose life and they and you get to draw a card. So in a weird way, it's like not card advantage or card disadvantage. It's just permanent disadvantage to everybody. But those who don't, you know, get rid of their permanent, they're screwed more. Interesting. Do me a favor. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm on gmail.com or on Twitter and let me know your thoughts on braids. Do you think this will be a competitive card? I don't. But I know there's some brewers already uh, messing around thinking, hmm, I can play with this. Now, Ravishin, let's check out the next one. The next one is Territorial Morrow. For those who don't know, uh, Mark Rosewater, a.k.a. Morrow on Twitter, this is his card. This is a little baby. This Morrow is his thing. So it's four generic and a green creature elemental star star. So, so far, we don't know the power and toughness, but we're going to find out momentarily, right? Domain. Territorial Morrow's power and toughness are equal to the twice the number of basic land types among lands you control. Okay, so if you have one mana for, let's say, one green, okay, it's a 2-2. If you have, what, uh, let's say a forest and a mountain, it's a 4-4. So it goes up incrementally, and it potentially can be a 10-10 for five mana. Okay, well, let's, shall we be honest with each other? This is something that's going to be in Commander. We're not going to see competitive play in this. I would be surprised there are people who have tried to make domain decks before and it never works never do i see them making a domain deck and putting a five mana creature well there are ramp spells out you know there are creature spells out there like uh i'll go with once again prime time primeval time that's six mana you know and they end up ramping up to get there but to sit there and ramp up for a 10 10 without evasion it's not a bad card, but realistically, never see competitive play, but it would be fun to play Commander. Let's check out the next one, Ravishin, if you don't mind. And Shahili's Acolyte for generic and one white. Of course, an angel, three, four. This one has kicker, right? It has kicker one and one green, uh, generic and one green. Hmm. Flying. If Shahili's Acolyte was kicked, it enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one encounters on it. Not impressed. Now this is an uncommon, of course it is, but let's 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 call it what it is. This is just a filler. This this is holding up space. It's a cute card. It's a beautiful, well done card. Whoever the artist is, but uh, not my cup of tea. Next, and next we have Rahada, uh, Rada's Firebrand, a generic and red. Now I remember Rada back in the day. She was a great creature, but now she has a firebrand. She's a 3-1 human warrior. It reads, whenever Rada firebrand attacks, target creature defending player controls with power less than Rahada's power can't block this turn. Hmm. Hmm. Let me reread that one more time for you because there's something there. Whenever Rada Firebrand attacks, target creature defending player controls with power less 
then Rada Firebrand's power can't block this turn. So, how many creatures out there are going to have power three by turn two? Can we be honest? Not many. And the fact that they get to target that particular creature, this is, it's, can we be honest with you? It's not one of the best creature spells in red for two mana, but it's not that bad. It's pretty good. But realistically, competitively, I'm going to poo-poo it. It has domain five and a red. Rahada's Firebred gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. This ability costs one generic less to activate for each basic land type among lands you control. Activate only once a turn. Okay. If you're going to build the domain deck, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the card for you. This is this would be a moral imperative. Other than that, if you're sitting there playing, I don't know, a, a uh, I don't know, uh, is it Murtag deck? Mm-mm, not going to happen. You going to play Burn? Mm-mm, not going to happen. If there's a Boros deck out there, mm-mm, ain't going to happen. But it does seem like a fun deck. This is something I would definitely brew around just to mess with and uh, try to smack my opponents or my my play group in the face with but nothing this it's like once again it's yeah uh, ravishing okay the next one is a johnny sleeper agent so like i mentioned on the other night's podcast that a johnny himself is given into the phyrexian oil how do i know this well let's look at his mana cost a johnny is sleeper agent legendary planeswalker a johnny it's one generic. It's a green. It's a white. And then you have what? What's that in between green and white? It's Phyrexian mana. Something that we thought would never be seen and be reprinted ever again. Watsi told us it was a critical mistake for them to even consider making Phyrexian mana. And ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, what do we have here? Oh, it's Phyrexian mana. So I, I, I'm going to have to call out Watsy and say they're a bunch of Pinocchios. Their nose are sticking out farther than their, uh, let's say, anything else out there. And I'm just keeping it PG, right? Now, Ravishin, can you read this one for me? Because in my vision, I'm having a little trouble here. Completed. It's a little, yeah, this one's a little hard. To yeah, it, it's, you, you know, yeah. basically, if you pay green and a white or pay to life if the life uh pay planeswalker with fewer loyalty than the counters okay this okay oh, thank you dear uh you got to read the rest the plus one for me reveal the top card of your library it's a creature or planeswalker card put it into your hand otherwise you may put it in the, the bottom of your library okay that's not bad for Let's just say three mana, and you get to reveal the top card and potentially get a creature or planeswalker. Not bad. It's okay. What's the negative three? Distribute three plus one plus one counters among up to three target creatures. The gain, they gain vigilance until end of turn. Okay. This, I don't know what wants it. It's okay. It's. I know somebody's going out there like, yay, more counters. Woo, more counters on my creature. I'm like, 
Eh. What's the negative six? You gain an emblem with whenever you're whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. Poison counters. Okay. That's not bad. You know what? Screwing your opponent over, especially with poison in green and white, you could say basically it's an effect. It's not bad. Not bad, but realistically, you're going to pay three mana and pray that you get the loyalty six. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Boo Crew, I'm going to be honest with you. So far, these cards on the set have just been... Little disappointment here. Disappointment. Let's check out the next one, shall we? And the next card is uh Charismatic Vanguard. I like the name. Charismatic Vanguard. Too generic and a white. It's a dwarf soldier. Ooh, we got dwarves in the set. And I know my friend one of my friends who like dwarves. They're gonna be excited for this. It's a three-two. Pay four and a white creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Oh, Watsy, what are you doing to me? What what are you doing? All right, let, let's keep him up. That one, that one was highly disappointing. <sighs> Nishoba's Brawler. Okay, the, the, the start, uh, you know, let's, let's see if it picks up. It's a generic and green, a cat warrior. Ooh, cats are back. It's a star in three. Okay, so it's got a big booty. has trample. Hmm. Domain. Nishoba's Brawlers, power equal to the number of basic land types among lands you control. So, I don't know if you've seen a pattern here, but Domain, they're trying to push Domain a little hard on us because they're like saying, hey, uh, people have been trying to make a Domain deck in competitive play. Here's a cheapie. Have at it. Okay. Now, I know there's a Wild Nakamal out there, you know, if you have a white mana, you know, a white land or a red land, it does this, it does that. I'm going to call this a poor man's wild Nakato. Next. Guardian of New Benalia. A generic and a white a human soldier. 2-2. Two, two. Enlist. Do me a favor because I have a hard time reading this. What does enlist say? Oh, Sorry. Go ahead, Ravishing. Enlist. As this creature attacks, you may tap a non-tacking creature you control without summoning sickness. When you do, add its power to the creature until the creature's end of turn. Whenever Ooh. a guardian of new Benalia enters a creature, scry two. Discard a card. Guardian of new Benalia gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. I like this. This is see why do humans always end up getting the nice toys here? Enlist is extremely, you know. I'm not going to say it, it's an interesting, in, interesting, interesting ability. Hmm. It's just about you know whenever enlist creature to scry too. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, this is a card that I, I'm not going to say right away, but it will. It will see play in Pioneer in the humans deck. I can't guarantee it, but I there's something in my bones that screams Pioneer, and they want to have humans. Oh, that's right. For those who missed that episode, they're coming out with an Azorius human, potentially an Azorius human stack. 
Why wouldn't that be here? I like this card. I actually like the artwork, but this is going to be a human. I have a feeling it's going to be in uh, Pioneer Humans. Next, the Phasing of Zalfir. Two generic and two blue mana. It's another enchantment saga. Chapter one and chapter two read another target non land permanent phases out. Oh, great. Phasing is back, Boo Crew. It can't phase in for as long as you control phasing of Zephyr. Okay. So that means uh, when it first comes in, uh, gone for three turns. Or technically, uh, technically two and a half turns. Let's see what chapter three says. Destroy all creatures from, sorry, destroy all creatures for each creature destroyed this way. Its controller creates a uh, 2 2 black Phyrexian creature token. So I guess this is the creature destruction that we were discussing yesterday or the other day about. And I was like, oh, I'm excited to have a blue creature destruction spell. Now, this is my problem. Ready? I have to wait, what, to turn seven? Realistically and honestly, if I literally play this on turn four, they are five, six, then seven. Can we be honest with one another? You know, I know, we both know. Hell, Ravishing over here knows. Most games, depending on what, like, let's say modern, game's over usually by turn seven. Pioneer, usually won by turn seven. I, I was hoping more. But so far, I do like, I like the, I like some of how this set feels, but I'm, it's slightly disappointing. Let's read, let's keep on going, shall we? The next one is Archangel of Wrath. Okay, wow. Two white, two, uh, two generic creature angel, three, four, and has kicker red or black wow okay i like this you know martu's getting in here okay he has flying lifelink okay not a problem will not probably be in a giada de- you know commander deck but he reads uh whenever archangel of wrath enters the battlefield if it was kicked it deals two damage to any target okay but for five mana dealing two to any target yeah Whenever Archangel enters the battlefield, and if it was kicked twice, it deals two damage to any target. Hold on. Did, did it just say the same thing over again? Just the battlefield. If it was kicked twice, it deals two to any target. Okay. Did I miss something? No. Well, the first line doesn't have the second line says if it was kicked twice right so the first time it was kicked it deals two damage to any right. target and the second time it deal it's it'll do it again if it's kicked the second see time. ravishing my problem with this is in thank you for pointing it out is that i'm paying six mana to do four points of damage to two different creatures potentially eh come on come on i Come on, this is the first day of spoilers, Watsy. Come on, give me something. Next, Ravishing. Shillerid's The Apocalypse. Two generic and 
two black, a four or five. Wow, that's that's pretty strong. Uh, legendary creature Phyrexian Praetor. Oh, we got our first Praetor here. Death Touch. Whenever you draw a card, you gain two life. Okay, I'm not going to complain about that. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they gain, they lose two life. Win-win. Okay, I, I like this card. I really like this card. This is This is something that, to me, that makes sense. Now, how do I make my opponent draw a bunch of cards? Well, you know, I, I got to go through my magic uh, library, my magic thesaurus, and look, oh, how do I make my opponent draw? Hmm. Hmm. Sign in blood. I'll have them pay two life. They draw two cards, and then they lose, what, four, four more life for drawing those two cards? Hmm. So technically, they lose six life onto one card. Hmm. Sign in blood would be fun with this. Hmm. Next Ravishing, Defiler of Dreams. Three generic and two blue creature Phyrexian Sphinx. Ooh, so Sphinx has got into the game of Phyrexia. It's a 4-3 flyer. Okay. Let's read. As an additional cost to blue permanent... Hold on. As an additional cost to cast blue permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost blue less to cast pay them this way this effect reduces only the amount of blue mana you pay whenever you cast a blue permanent draw spell wow very strong very strong so if you're a blue player you can choose to play the phyrexian mana Ooh, ooh, this could be this could be seriously trouble for certain magic players now i'm gonna have to state this this is a commander card. As much as it would be fun to sit there and have it in, I don't know, shall we say modern, five minutes too much. Five minutes, way too much. But a 4-3 flyer for commander, and that allows me to pay life instead of paying an actual mana? Uh, I'm in. I like this card. This could be fun. Uh, definitely a, card, a fun card to brew around. Let's check out the next one. The next card is uh, Benelish Sleeper. For some reason, I'm trying to say Benalia, but it's not Benalia. It's Benelish Sleeper, a generic and a white 3-1 Phyrexian Human Soldier. Okay, this is our first comment of the day. If it's kick black, okay, it has kicker black. So, you know, you're paying what, three mana for it? Whenever a banish, uh, banished sleeper enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, each player sacrifices a creature. Each creature, you know, see, there, there's several players, several creatures already in black. You play a black and two generic, you, you know, everybody has to sacrifice a creature. This is This is nothing new in black. But the fact to ha have it on a white body and then you have to pay an additional black to make it equal to three mana, it's okay. It's it's definitely okay. And the funny thing is it has still the same three and one. I forgot what the name of the card is. There's actually two cards that have this ability. When it enters the battlefield, have an opponent sac sacrifice a creature. But to have a third one, kicker mm. now will it see play in popper 
I don't know. I, I don't think so. But the popper community does their own thing. You know, me personally, uh, the only thing I do is play, you know, uh, Boris Bully. But this, this doesn't even fit in Boris Bully. Let's check out the next card. Joyra. Wow, Joyra is back. Aegis Innovator, a blue and a red. Wow, two mana. Two mana for a legendary creature, human artificer, a 2-3. A rare. Wow. Okay, I'm excited. Let's hopefully, let's, let's hope the excitement stays up, shall we? Put two Ingenuity counters on Joyra, Aegis Inventor. Or Innovator, sorry. Then you may put a artifact card with mana value X or less from your hand onto the battlefield where X is the number of ingenuity counters on Joyra. This could be a really interesting card. This really could be in it. Now, am I going to say this card could be backbreaking? Realistically, there's no, this creature doesn't have any protection. It is in Firebolt range. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. And the fact that, oh, turn two, it does nothing. Tap it, turn, you know, by turn three, it finally does something. Turn four, it could be even more fun, more interesting. Turn five, I'd say, I'd say by turn five plus, this could, this card could be out of control. But how, let's, this goes back to my original play. How many times does it actually get there? Shall we? Okay, that card is hot. Basically, a drop. Anyone? That's a valid point, Dan. Very valid point. Let's see what else. Any turn two commanders? I I agree with you. It's good. The question is, how long will it stay there? You know, you know, I know. We both know. Here I go again, saying it just the same way again. These creatures tend to die. There is no protection for this creature, and you're going to have to protect it with all your might. So this card is very interesting. It's very creative. I like the design behind it, but I'm going to have to see what the community, I got to see what the, the MTG community does with this card. I'm interested. I like it, but let's see more. The next card is the Raven man. Oh, I love the name. The Raven man. It's a generic and a black, a two, one legendary creature, human wizard. That's a legendary creature. Okay rare at the beginning of each end step okay so that means not not only yours but your opponents as well if a player's discarded a card this turn create a one one blackbird creature token with flying this creature can't block okay not bad tap a three and one black and itself each opponent discards a card activate this only as a sorcery Hmm. Beginning of each step. If a player, so it, you know, like what I, I do like this card because you get creature advantage, but at the same time, you get creature advantage for providing your opponent card disadvantage. Now, my thing is that I wish I could get a raven for each opponent that I had. Then this would be really, really fun to to play. I agree with you. Uh, Dan, I, I personally would have loved to not tap, but, you know, I guess they, when they tested this uh, card out in R&D, this could have been terribly broken, terribly broken. But I do love, 
I do love how this card reads. I love the like I like the synergy of this card. I I love the feel of it. Now let's check out the next one. The next one is Ratliff Witherlight's uh, stalwart. Okay, we'll get, uh, Raph is back. Sorry, Raph. Is a generic. Uh, sorry, a white, a blue, a one-three legendary creature, human wizard. Okay, let's see what Raph does. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may tap two untapped creatures you control, and if you do, draw a card. Are you kidding me? This is something that freaking spirits would love to have. I'm like, uh, come on, Watsy. Tap three generic two white creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and gain vigilance until end of turn. Why isn't this a spirit? This, this right here, this is why I lose my mind. How is it fair that humans constantly get better and better cards for our two mana, a white and a blue? This fits perfectly in Azoria Spirits. And a 1-3, so it has a decent butt. It has a decent booty. Now, realistically, how many times do we cast instant sorceries? Never. But the fact that I get to tap two, you know, tap two untapped creatures I control and I get to draw a card. Come on, man. <sighs> Frustrating. Now, for those who don't know, I have not seen anything of these cards. This is the first time this is my raw reaction to these cards. Okay. Oh, look at this. Ravishing, go ahead. Get your MTG Ectoplasm merch. We have merch available on our merch store at www.mtgectoplasm.com. We have shirts in all sizes and colors for men and women. And yes, the Boot Crew shirts will be coming soon in the next week or two. Now the Boot Crew shirts coming out in two weeks. So be out there ready for it. So let's go to the next card, shall we, Ravishing? And the next card is Soul of the Wind Grace. It's a generic black, uh, red, and green. Oh, damn, you're going to have to read this card because it's messing with my eyes. Whenever Soul of Wind Grace enters the battlefield of or attacks, you may put a land card from a graveyard into the battlefield tapped under your control. That's pretty good. Green, discard a land card, you gain three life. Oh. One, red, discard a land card, draw a card. Two, black. Discard a land card. Soul of Wind Grace gains indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. A legendary creature cat avatar. So for those who love the kitty cats, a 5-4, this is pretty strong. And the fact that, oh, uh, I get to put a land back to my hand. Uh, you see some type of recursion going on here? I do. The fact that, oh, pay one green, you gain life. It's not that bad. But then red, you get to draw a card in red. I'm surprised they didn't put some type of burn here. And then on top of that, you know, black and too generic, you know, you get to have Lord Windgrace end up, well, the soul of Windgrace himself uh, gain indestructible. Not bad. Not bad at all. This this is, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a commander card. Next. And the next card is Zor. Wow, Zor. I, I'm a fan of Zor the Enchanter, but Zor, uh, Eternal Schemer, a white, a blue, a black, a legendary human, legendary creature, human wizard, a 1-4. Same stats as last time, right? He has flying. Enchantment creatures you control have death touch, lifelink, and hexproof. Wow. Not only did he get better 
not only did Zur get better in a sense where, you know, uh, he's dealing with enchantments. Say if you have a in, you know enchant creature deck or, or enchantment creatures, they gain death touch in uh, lifelink and hexproof. Wow, that's really strong. Tap a generic and a white target non-aura enchantment you control becomes a creature in addition to its other types and has the base power equal to the toughness or has base and power and toughness each equal to its mana value. I like this. This this would be a fun EDH deck card to build, but I already have a Zor deck and I'm not going to build a double Zor. But this definitely looks like fun. Next, next is. Soul Kanar, the taint, the tainted, two generic, a blue, a black, and a red. The reason why I hesitated, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here like, how the hell do you pronounce this damn thing? Soul Kanar, legendary creature, elemental demon. I and New Dan were talking about this card before, like, oh, elemental demon, what could it be? I said smoke or fire, and I was wrong. It's Soul Kanar. It's a five-five. At the beginning of your end step, choose one that has not been chosen. Now, here's my question for you. Let me know uh, the listening viewing audience because, excuse my stupidity, there are three dimensions to this card. Well, no, four. Now, if this card stays onto the battlefield, turn five or to the fifth, what happens? Do you start over or you just get nothing and pray the creature dies? So let's read. One, you draw a card. Okay, not bad. Number two, each opponent loses two life. You gain two life. Okay, not bad. Sokanar, the Tainted, deals three damage to up to one other target creature or planeswalker. Not bad. Exile Sokanar and then return it to the battlefield under your opponent's control. Ooh. Ooh, okay. So I see what they're doing here. Yeah, um... I guess you have to figure out which mode fits, fits you best here with Sokanar. But this is definitely a, a fun little card that I'd hate to see given away to an opponent. And just you got to try to figure out how to snatch them right back so you can, you know, get your victory in. This seems like a fun card since Sokanar, I remember Sokanar from way back in the day. But I'm happy to see him back. Next card. Next card, Squee, the Dubious Monarch. Now, I did mention that I expected to see Squee back, and I was happy that I'm correct. It's too generic and a red legendary creature, Goblin Noble 2-2. Before he was a Nabob, now he's a Noble. Mm. He has haste. Interesting. And it reads, whenever Squee, Dubious Monarch, attacks, create a 1-1 Goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. I wouldn't expect anything less or more with goblins especially squee you may cast squee dubious monarch from the graveyard by paying three generic and a red and exile four other cards from your graveyard rather than paying its mana cost for those who don't know anything about squee squee has this tendency back in the day to just die and then magically come back to life now everybody got this impression that he's potentially a planeswalker because planeswalkers usually they get beat the hell up and they're like boom i'm back to normal yay me unless you get their spark taken away from them i guess i was wrong i said squee was going to come back me potentially in a uh 
planeswalker form and uh he came back as a legendary creature what's pretty neat though for those who don't know is that if you look at squeeze right hand which is our left right he has what they call a toy it's a squeeze it's a squeeze toy or squeeze toy now that's an old school magic card that you got to look up and it would be fun to sit there if you get a chance if you decide to build this as a commander you could use all the squeeze and put in squeeze toy in the deck it would be you know some fun little uh thing to put together next the next is Liliana of the Veil. Holy crap, ravishing. You didn't tell me about this. You didn't tell me they reprinted Lily. It was a surprise. Wow, okay. Look at you holding back some surprises here. Liliana of the Veil, a generic to black. Legendary Planeswalker Liliana of the Veil, three loyalty. Plus one, each player discards a card. We know that. Negative two, target player sacrifices a creature. Yeah, we know that too, and we don't like it. Negative six, separate all permanent uh, target opponent controls into two piles. That player sacrifices all permanents in pile of their choice. Let me just tell you, this card, it used to see a lot of play in Jund. Tons and tons. Ravishing, let me just tell you, this used to be a card that, you know, in Jund was really tough to beat. There were some decks called uh, Death Shadow she's new here so she's new to magic so i'm introducing her to it but you know death shadow used to play some of the you know play with liliana here and there to sit there you know play or screw around with opponent's hands i'm actually impressed that they built this because realistically this card's about it currently it's like about 65 dollars currently uh on tcg player so i'm happy to see it reprinted i actually thought it was going to be to fairy a uh, time rather three fairy was going to be reprinted but wow wati has god smacked me and put lily lily is back i, I that's what we should call this it was like liliana is back so i'm happy to see lily is back uh, is there any more cards ravishing yes okay let's see oh i thought we were done I thought we, I thought, ladies and gentlemen, the reprints were over. Look at this. Look at this. Looky, looky. Look what I have here. Painlands. Painlands are back. I, woo, it's about time. In our darkened waste, hands down, this is a card that needed to be reprinted again. You know, our darkened waste, let me just tell you, old school, cha-ching, 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 if you had your money on it. Wow. Happy to see Yavamaya Co, Sulfur Springs, Shivan Reef, Capulzin Forest, Kiva Coilus, our darkened waste. Here's my question. I'm wondering if they're going to put all 10 because I only see six here. I only see six. So potentially there's four more images that we, you know, that need to be spoiled here. I like this card. I like these cards. I've always liked these cards. It sucks that you got pinged out by one if you're going to use the mana, but in, to me, it, it doesn't hurt me in a sense because, oh, I can tap it anyways and still get generic mana or colorless mana so I don't have to get hurt by it. Like it. I love, love, love what they did with this. So is there? I think that's it, right? Done for the presentation. So ladies and gentlemen, the Boo Crew, you saw I'm literally in my nursing scrubs. This is my first reaction to it. And you're obviously let's do a hot take real quick this is this is going to be my hot take ready i expect a major card a huge money card to get spoiled 
and I don't know what it is. I have a feeling that they're going to dig back in the time somewhere back in the day where I'm going to be like, I have a whole bunch of these cards and they just dropped the hell in value because wow. Now the question is what colors will it be? The only colors I can think right now would be since black got its first reprint, I'm going to have to go with red, white, or blue. I'm going to actually go just guy. It's going to be one of those three colors that is going to be reprinted. This is my hot take. That's going to get reprinted and it's going to shock the magic community. The fact that it's getting reprinted and it's going to be in standard standard and potentially potentially we're going to see a lot of it in pioneer and uh, modern. I'm excited. I'm excited, Ravishing. Do you do you have anything to add on to this? No, it's just exciting to see which cards are coming out and what everybody thinks. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm happy you got to join me to this evening. Uh seeing my raw, raw uh impressions of these cards. Uh there were some cards where I was just like lackluster. I'm like, mm. other cards that you saw, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And then how I got got smacked, of course, with Lily. Uh making her return making her return and then painlands holy crap painlands are back so with that being said ladies and gentlemen the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass make sure they say that's boo sheets